Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Come on, side, side, side. What's up, y'all? This is Ed Lover, and it is time for Come On, Son, the podcast, brought to you by Cigars International. You guys know I am a cigar aficionado. I love everything that has to do with cigars, and I get my cigars from Cigars International. And you can go there to get all your cigar needs, cutters, lighters, the best cigars. You can see the cigar ratings if you got your father's birthday or your uncle or cousin or your husband and you know he loves cigars. Go to CigarsInternational.com for all your cigar needs. Okay, the fastest growing demographic of cigar smokers, a brand new cigar smokers, are African-Americans. Believe it or not. So go to CigarsInternational.com. Dot com for all your cigar needs. Also, locally here in Atlanta, where I broadcast from, it is being brought to you by Nissan South and Morrow, 6889 Jonesboro Road. They actually take care of my co-hosts on my uh, regular show, Dad Lover Show, with Moni Love. They take care of Moni. They take care of me. So if you're in the Atlanta area or Georgia and you need a great deal on a car, make sure you check out Nissan South of Morrow. Once again, that address is 6889 Jonesboro Road. Now, today... On the Come On Son podcast, I'll be joined by my lovely, lovely, lovely sister, Moni Love, and we will be talking to one-third of the greatest-selling female R&B group in history. Not just R&B, but music, period. All right? TLC took the world by storm in the early 90s. Left Eye, T-Boz, and, of course, Chili all came together under the tutelage of Pebbles, all right? And then they were signed to LaFace Records, and they sold millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of records. Did anybody ever see that movie called Where the Millers? Where the Millers? And they sang Waterfalls in the movie. It was so funny. Waterfalls was one of the biggest hits that TLC ever had. And that was done with, with Rico Wade and all of them dudes did that did that song. And, and actually, that song was written by a dude. And that's one of the biggest records they have. I remember meeting TLC way back in the early 90s when they first came out. Their very first single had come out, and they were doing MTV. And I used to do this nighttime show on MTV sometime, and uh, we were dealing with Cliff Livingston and his club called the Riviera in Chicago. And I took them there uh, way back in the early 90s and been friends with these young ladies ever since. So today joining me with Moni Love to talk about her career, and she has a new book out called A 
a sick life is the one and only T-Boss to talk about her sickle cell anemia, to talk about uh, being part of the biggest group in the world. Just a lot of things, man, that we got to cover with T-Boss. So uh, I want y'all to sit back and relax, chill out, because T-Boss is going to be on Come On, Sat in the Podcast. Moni's going to be joining me on this one. To help me out, you know I got to have Moni in when we talking to the women because Moni always got them women questions, right? So we're going to be chatting it up with T-Bars, man. And so get ready, y'all. It's come on, sign the podcast. I'm Ed Lover. Let's do it. Right. Ed Lover Show with Lisa. Moni Love. Guess who we got in the building today? T-Bars is here. <laughs> yeah, we got a lot of stuff to talk about, but the book is called The Sick Life. Yes. Tell us about the book. Well, it's basically um, I've had a good, crazy, and different, and sometimes bad, so it has a lot of meanings, but basically because I was born with a non-curable disease, sickle cell, but me wanting this dream of singing and everything about my health would go against what I wanted in life mm-hmm. the most. So basically, I tell the good and the bad and everything in between. You mm. know, some stories about TLC and stuff that right. people never could put together. Uh-huh. So I tell my bad as well. So, hey, but it made me who I am because I grew and learned from it. Yeah, absolutely. How How is it? difficult to live with sickle cell anemia. I had a kid that um, when I used to work in high school as a security officer, everybody used to think he was my little brother because he looked a lot like me, and he passed away from sickle cell anemia. How how hard is it to live with that? It is hard because um, to this day, it's 2017, there's just not enough awareness. There's just not. And um, it's not talked about enough. Predominantly, it affects African Americans. Mm-hmm. And it's just sad that you don't hear about it, you know. Um, and you know how they always say, give them, you know, their flowers while you're here. Like when Prodigy passed away, even though I found out later he was already sick and, you know, choked on an egg. But then everybody started, you know, buying the music and playing again. Why not celebrate mm. or, you know, acknowledge <clears throat> what he was trying to, you know, get out in the word, in the song that he put out about sickle cell while he was still here? That's the part that bothers me, and that's why... I wrote this book because it's a triumph story. So I don't care if you have cancer, lupus, AIDS, whatever. If you're sick, you're sick if you have something foreign in your body. And I think you can get a lot out of my book just relating on being sick and Mm -hmm. and not understanding and people not being there or if you feel alone. There's so many different things you go through mentally, spiritually, (laughs) emotionally, and physically. Right. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's hard. So it's a daily fight for me. But mm-hmm. I'm willing to do it because I want to live. I have kids to be here for. So it's it's something I have to take care of myself of every day. Uh, are there certain symptoms that you know you can start feeling when you're about to get sick? Absolutely. Well, I, characteristically, I don't have the physical traits. Like, I'm like my cousin. Like, he would have a bloated stomach, jaundice, yellow eyes, buck teeth that protrude out. Mm-hmm. And so when I go to the hospital, they think I'm drug-seeking because I don't look like, I'm sick on the outside. Are you serious? I promise you, I'd be arguing, like, lady, do I look like a crackhead? Like, you can tell my hair ain't crackish, <laughs> my <laughs> eyes, my lips. <laughs> like, right. my skin's not crackish. I don't have the crackish yeah, look. Yeah, I don't oh have my the crackish God. look. I ain't so gray. Let's be clear. Hello? They be gray, don't <laughs> they? Be they? Gray. Real quick. Yes, that's real crackish. So, um, what was I saying? Damn. That they don't believe that you. That they don't you believe, believe you. Yeah, they don't believe I'm sick. So, and then in California... They don't even test for my type. They The doctor came in and said, I didn't even have sickle cell. I was like, what? 
Like, you right. know? I've known this for a long time. Yeah, what like, are you oh, so about? you mean when I lost my spleen, all them times in ICU, I could have died? Like, it was because of nothing, huh? Right. Dude, call my doctor. And he was like, You have a rare kind. It ain't rare, bruh. You just don't know about right. it. You don't test for it. Wow. So, how difficult yeah. has that been, especially with something that's not as, as widely known about as it should be? How difficult has it been through your career and through your life period in impressing upon people, uh, I'm not pretending to be sick right now. Like, well, I'm sick. I will say this. Um, Especially I, when you're having a moment. Right. I never would express it in public. Like, I'll get, like, a pale face, <clears throat> pink lips, you know, and I feel a certain way. But, you know, my family knows that look when I'm starting to get sick. They mm -hmm. always go, you're getting sick. You need to go get IV fluid. And they can tell. Okay. But I never tell people when I'm sick. Like, we were just looking at a video in the car, right? And it was the HBO pay-per-view special. It was sold out. I was in the hospital. They rolled me from the wheelchair on stage. And I got this black glove on because the IV was, you know, mm -hmm. it infiltrated into my skin. So my hand looked like Professor Clump. But the show must go on. And back then... I didn't know, like, Tion, you could really just say I'm going to cancel no matter what's going on yes, because this girl. is my life. Yes. Like, right. I don't have my life. This means nothing anyway. But back then, I, I, I think I felt so guilty for messing up Chili and Lisa or pressured and all this other stuff instead of put yourself first, love yourself, yeah. and you can die. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because nobody seemed to care. Just show must go on. I bought a concert girl, ticket. Girl, you can't pour from an you empty know. cup. Yeah, so um, I learned a lot from that, and I'm not willing to put my health in jeopardy anymore right. for anybody or anything ever again. So More with T-Bob's coming up right here. The, the book is called A Sick Life, and we're going to talk some more with her right here on the Ed Lover Show. See, I love a show with Moni Love. T-Bob's in the building. Now, here's, here's some different things I don't, I, I need answers to. Mm -hmm. Is TLC still the best-selling girl group of all time? Absolutely. To this day. Yeah. To this day. That is a beautiful thing. Thank you. Yes. Tell me why, about Why would you hear? Because I've I've heard it's Destiny's Child and no, then no, I've no, heard... No. You can go check the numbers. Okay, it's still TLC. Yeah, absolutely. Tell me the feeling of going from a young lady who wanted to sing mm -hmm. to being the number one female group in the world. It's surreal. I don't it still sounds crazy, honestly. I don't know, it's a blessing. I mean, when I was little, my mom always said, you know, you kept your morals, integrity and character intact. I would support anything you did. Right. And she was like, but always be the best at whatever you choose to do. And I was like, okay, you know, because she never made me feel sickly. So she was like, girl, you can do it if you want to. So I was like, yeah, you know. But it doesn't sound like it's me when people talk about it or if they use words like icon or legend. It's like weird. Like, because I look at. Do you feel weird too? Yeah, because I look I do. up to Moni, like. Do you feel weird? When I people do. walk up to, I do feel weird. Because all it's time. you. Yeah, it's you're a legend. You're a legend. I'm and just I be like, like mommy. Mm. I'm just like mommy at yeah. home and chasing chance. Yeah, like, right. that's just mommy, you know. So I don't know. It's yeah. weird. It's weird. Or when people pass out, like when you come up on stage, like the count we had at the time was 15. When they just drop, you're like, yo, wait, I see that from Michael Jackson. This is so weird. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know. You know, mm -hmm. I don't know. It's, I don't no, know. It was, I'm it not was, used to it still. Mm -mm, it was serious. It was serious. Remember the the twenty six year old daughter I was talking to you about? Mm -hmm. She had one of those Mickey Mouse. Ed, you remember those tape cassettes 
that were really hard to push down. The Disney joints. And she had the album, the first album in that, in the back seat. So I'm playing the radio. Right, uh-huh. but in the back seat, I can hear the beginning of "What About Your Friends," wow. the, the slow part. Right, and then when the song's finished playing, I hear she stops it, she rewinds it, and then right. she plays the whole song Hilarious. over again. Yeah. How surreal is that? It's so surreal that I'm moving <laughs> from my place in Jersey to uh-huh. bring the whole family to Atlanta, uh-huh. and I'm cleaning out, and I pull out this like cassette case, mm-hmm. and right in that cassette case is Creep on what? cassette, the, yeah. the single. That's funny. And yeah. my wife was like, we th- I was like, no, hell no, we're not throwing some of this <laughs> stuff away. I'm like, yo, right. this, is, this is a cassette tape. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how you got to look at it. Like, I took them to... Uh, the Riviera in, in Chicago mm-hmm. yeah. like early early in their career we did MTV or yeah. stuff like like that's Yo, the MTV, kind of stuff yeah, you gotta think you about like really yeah you hooked us up back then so thank you oh my pleasure man cause everybody was like a part of our history yes. you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. and I appreciate that because um, like yeah it all made it possible were you surprised we that you were tapped to sing lead with surprised? the kind of like baritone-ish Low voice. <laughs> I'm not not saying that you can't no, sing, I'm but like, your sound no, 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 was no. so different. No, I was surprised. Really? No, I'm gonna tell you why. Well, yes and no. It's a yes and no thing. Okay. Okay. Because half of me was like, "Girl, you the jam," but then the other half was like, <laughs> <laughs> "Then the other half was like, I couldn't see it if I wasn't though. That would be kind of weird." But I was surprised how many people did take to my voice though. I was because at first I was real leery because it started when I was singing um, demos for. Crisscross for okay. Jermaine Dupree. Okay. And he would call me Scruffy. And he was like, yo, you need to make that your thing. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know, you know. And um, <laughs> I did it. And I was just surprised how the, all the producers gravitated towards it. And so, you know, um, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis told me something one time. He was just like, you know, a lot of people can sing. He said, but it's different when you have your own sound and a signature. Right. He said, that lasts forever. And I was like, oh, that's why. And that's what separates... Yeah. One from the other. Yes. It's the signature. Just it's the sound and sound. the tone. Like, mm-hmm. if you hear you sing, if you if we hear you sing, we can go, that's T-Boss. Right, yeah. instantly. Like, automatically, <laughs> yeah. instantly. Like, you Thank run into you. a lot of people that can sing, they're singing, and then they're singing. They're my singing. Sang. Like, my mom and my dad can sing. Right. Got it. Yes. Okay. They grew up in church singing. Right. Yes. So there's a difference, you know, mm-hmm. when you when you hear people, and it's, oh, I can sing, and you be like, sing something for me. And then they sing, and you be like, it's, you can hold a note. Yeah. You have a nice sound, yeah. but you don't have some, that extra. Mm-hmm. And that's what you gave to us. You gave oh, us that extra. You. And it's so different than what any other girl group mm-hmm. was doing at the time. Nobody was. Nobody had that lower Mm-mm. tone mm-hmm. singing with the sexy. You can hear all your musical sassiness. influences in it, too. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh, oh, we, oh, we knew what you was listening to. <laughs> yeah, Prince, MJ. But, <laughs> Little Nita Bacon. Uh-huh. We but knew what you was listening to. It's funny because, like, people didn't know I could sing high, too, and I was doing harmonies, too, and they was like, nah, because she just sing deep. And I remember everybody thought I had, like, something on my voice, and I was like, no. They thought it was, like, a computer. No, this yeah. was, yeah, no. It was weird. Mm-hmm. So oh, Teddy Riley had hooked it up with something. More with T-Boss <laughs> coming up right here on the Ed Lover Show with Moni Love. T-Boss in the building with us, man. <laughs> TLC, the greatest, greatest, and biggest selling female group yes, of sir. all time. Bigger than the Supremes, bigger than Destiny's Child, bigger than everybody. Did you know 
That SWV was supposed to be called TLC? Yes, I found out later. When did you, you find out later? You didn't know at the time? Well, we found out when the, um, you know, when you go to register your name, that uh-huh. they didn't register it. Okay. And so we got it. That's how it happened. So Pebbles got it. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Even though we paid her a million dollars per letter later, but. Did you? Yeah, that's true. It's a true story. Swear for God. Not, and I don't want to talk about her because okay, she, we're not, she, we, she, we she definitely not going to talk about her. Okay. And she I don't went, care. She went left, and yeah. I don't think anybody would put anything super false out there about it. It was what it no, was. I'm, I'm, you guys didn't know the business. This is the thing, and it's not about her at all. Uh huh. When we did the movie, we just told our story. How how long was she in a two and a half hour movie? It wasn't about her. Right. It's not about you. No one cares about you. We're just telling a story. But you can't say what somebody's perception is of you. That don't mean, like, was there good times? Yeah, she did a lot. And I always say that. I don't care if I don't like you now or I don't respect you now. But if you did something good for me, you did. And I always have said that. But it's like she just wants us to tell the good stories and not the bad. Yeah. So in any relationship. Mother, father, brother, mm-hmm. you have good and bad times. Is that not correct? Absolutely. Okay, so let's all be real here. So that's just like in this book, you drop dime on your bad times too. Exactly. Right? Everybody has a story. So I say the good. Trust me, if I wanted to demean somebody or what is it, defamation of character, I really could. The right. stuff I know, but right. I haven't. Trust me on it. Right. How how old were you with TLC Farm? 19. 19 years old. So you was a baby. Yeah. Just coming out brand new to the industry. Who was the most famous person that you met and you went like, <gasps> Michael, that's my everything. <laughs> and I'm so <laughs> mad at Lisa. Man, I missed my first chance to meet him. By, and I was like, no, I'm going to wait for Lisa. She was always late. And he left before she got there. Because that was before, like, because we were rapping on Jermaine Jackson's mm-hmm. album because he was signed to LaFace, right? Right. It was called Word to the Bad. Oh, wow. Oh, it's so oh, funny. Yeah. I know. Just child. But, hey, we were new. <laughs> we wasn't out yet. <clears throat> so I was like, well, he ain't going to know who I am. He ain't going to care. So I'm going to wait for Lisa, and then maybe it'll be better. Because he'd be like, who are these TLC girls or whatever? And I missed it. But then he asked us to work for him. And I was like, oh, my God, this is the moment. So I was calm and everything, but you go so childlike as soon as you touch your hand, you be like, oh, my God. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, so. Yeah, I felt the same way when I met him because you got to think, I've been watching this dude since he was small, and I yes. wanted to be him. And I remember my dad used to come, call me, come down here and dance for your uncle like Michael Jackson. <laughs> you know, you run downstairs and do all the moves <laughs> mm-hmm. that you saw them do. And they had a cartoon, and I used to watch the cartoon. And yeah. they had a lunchbox, and anything that had the Jackson 5 on it, we had it. Yes. And so Mike was such an icon and so smart, too. Unbelievable. Yeah. Really smart. Have you went on YouTube and watched, um, they have this thing, He he was funny. He was getting people all the time, subliminally, like without them knowing it. Uh-huh. But he had a smart mouth. It was hilarious. It's like his, his um, I don't know how they labeled it, like his funniest moments or his clapbacks or something like that. Okay. You got to watch it. What is it? Yeah. Michael Jackson's hilarious. diva moments. Hilarious. got to watch that. He's hilarious, though. He was like, you know, that's just not funny. You know, he would just be <laughs> killing people. It was hilarious, though, but... Mike was something else. More mm-hmm. with T-Boz coming up on the Ed Lover Show with Moni Love. <laughs> T is in the building. See Ed Lover Show with Moni Love. T-Boz in the building. Yeah! Where did the boss come from? Oh, my God. At 19, in my head, me and Lisa, we would listen to that girl. Remember that rapper called The Boss? 
Yeah, yes. we were just talking about deeper we were just talking and about deeper. Her deeper. Right. Yeah. And so I was like, I'm a boss. She took my name. Dang, so I can't call myself that. So we was like, slang for boss would be boss, but at 19, that made sense. And then <laughs> Michael Bivens would call Lisa Lefty. So she was like, yo, I'm going to change my name from QT to Left Eye. So I was like, well, I want a name like that instead of just Boz. She was like, put a T slash in front of it. So I was like, yeah, T Boz means Tion is boss. And I was like, okay, that makes sense or whatever. So we were like, yeah, yeah. And then my cousin was like, that's ugly. I was like, it may be, but no one else will ever have it. <laughs> yeah. There is only one T-Boss over here. There's only one T-Boss. So Michael Bivens used to call Lisa Lefty. Lefty, yo, Lefty. Because he said her left eye slanted more than her right. And it did a little. So Michael Bivens was the actual, because of Michael Bivens' left eye. absolutely. That's dope. Michael Bivens has touched a lot of stuff. Yeah, that's dope. He has. That's dope. People don't know. Unbelievable. When did y'all meet Chili? Because you and you and uh, Lisa were already rocking, right? Yep. When did y'all meet Chili? We were already with Pebbles, and then she had us kick Crystal out because she didn't care for her, so we had to do it. Ooh. Yeah. That must have been tough. But the way it happened was funny, but I felt bad when I got older. <laughs> she over here chuckling. It's in the book, but it was, cause it's in the I book. A sick Lisa, life. Pick it up right yeah, now. Yeah, I looked at Lisa like, "Yo, you know how to tell it," and she was like, "Yeah, I got it. I got it." You know. So we go to the girl's house of all things. We sit in the booth. You know, it's like a Johnny Rocket booth or whatever. Uh-huh. And Lisa go, "Girl, some good news and some bad news." And I'm looking at her like, "Where's she going with this?" And she was like, "The good news is Pebbles wants to sign us, and the bad news is." She don't want you in the booth. Oh, shut up. <laughs> shut up. And shut I up. I look at her and I, and I bust out laughing. Because I didn't know. I was like, did she just do this? Like yeah, because you was taking her back. And I'm thinking, oh, what if she swing on us? But she wasn't no fighter like that. So she just opened the door and let us out. And we're so ignorant. We're all on the porch like, yeah, now it's time to find a new group. Man, we about to be, you know. Right. Child. And I was like, that oh is so my God. wrong. That is so wrong. But I don't think Crystal wanted to be signed to Pebbles anyway. Like, she wrote a book and that's what she said. So I don't know what really happened. Right. But, um. Whatever. Hey, so you TLC. And, so we met Chili that and, night. Yeah, you and uh, Left Eye rocking, mm-hmm. right? So y'all tight. Y'all together yeah, all the time. Absolutely. First impression of Chili. Your very first impression. She said I impression. was mean. But Were I'm you? not a girl's kind of girl. Like, I, you know, she was too friendly and huggy and stuff at first. I was like, what? what? I don't know you like that. <laughs> so... You're exactly what before. You know what? No, I have to say this. Before any of us knew who you were, personally, you're exactly what I thought you were going to be. That's how she she was when I met her. You know what I'm saying? You're a little standoffish if you want to be. But I'm nice. It's Once all get you warm out, up though. to somebody, you have but to know somebody. But I'm not fake, though. No. No, so, you're no. not. So this is the thing. Everything with me has to happen naturally. I'll speak. I'll do that. But don't be up on me like that because you all up in my space. I'll hug you. Now, I'm better now that I got kids. I'll hug you and all that. Right. I'm a hugger. But if I don't know you, it, it's just got to happen naturally. Like, hey, how are you? Yeah. And I'm cool. I'm cordial. I'm not mean. I no. didn't hug first. People say, people say that about me. I did me. not hug first. I'm better, I said, when I had kids. Cause no, but I mean, this better. is before you had any kids. Right. I remember I did not hug first. Okay? <laughs> and, and, and she was receptive and responsive and nice. Okay? But she was the last one. <laughs> to do so. The, the first one, right. okay? Would be chilly. Yes. And then Lisa. And then it was you. And then, Lisa, and then, and then you. Lisa, and then after you were around Lisa for like 
maybe 20 minutes. Uh-huh. It's just like, all right, so what else are we doing? What's popping? Yeah. Where are we going? Where's the yes. go? Let's do this. Yes. Let's do that. And you're so cool. And this one was always like, I said, look at Mama T Bob. Okay. I want to go back to the hotel. Like at Roselands, what party was that but at Roselands? stuff though. She right. wasn't jumping in all the pictures. She was like, <clears throat> I'm still not camera happy though. But she got in the picture. I was so happy she got in the picture with me because I was like, she's the hardest one to get cool with, and she's in my picture. <laughs> but no, but if I got your back, I will have your back forever. Clearly, and I'll do whatever for right. you. Right. But that's if I care. Like that's why when I used to fight and stuff, I don't argue with people I don't know. Like I'm not gonna spend that energy. It's either we fighting or we not. Right. It's no in between. I don't have no gray areas. It's either I like you or I don't. Right. I don't do that in between stuff. So I don't got time for that. What do you want people to get from a sick life? I feel that I cover a lot of different things, like divorce. Um, Which is tough. Mm-hmm, very, very tough. <laughs> yeah. Um, single mother. I don't care how much money you got. Being a mom and a single mom is not easy. Mm-mm. Being sick, um, being teased in high school, um, just going through different things in life, growing pains. How were your pregnancies? Um, I went into a coma for three days. Oh, my oh. goodness. Yeah. And I adopted my son. That was son. the first one? I mean, okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, you adopted because, the second time yeah, around because you... Died. Yeah, absolutely, so, yeah. yeah. But he... It, God Taylor made this boy for me. That's my son. You can't yeah. tell me. And they'd be like, girl, you lost how, your baby weight. I'd be like, thank you, girl. How Shut up! I had, I had my baby. It's like I had my baby. Yes, I did. How yes. is the case going for your cousin? <sighs> oh. I need to talk to my cousin today because I told her I was doing press. She said a lot of stuff has come out that's not good against the police department. My uh-huh. cousin did start a um lawsuit against mm-hmm. the Peoria Police Department. But it's just it's just the punishment didn't fit the crime. You know, he right. didn't hold anybody hostage. He didn't um threaten anyone's life. He didn't he was a more harm to himself than anybody. Mm-hmm. But just having AR fifteen and shooting my cousin eighteen times for um allegedly trying to rob a bank, which one minute they said he had a weapon, then he didn't. Uh-huh. Then then it's a weapon again. Then it's a twenty two. Then it's back to a weapon. It's mm-hmm. so many different things. And then they sent my family on a goose chase to the hospital, knowing his body wasn't there. He was left on the ground for eight to ten hours. Wow. Just everything about this is something's not right. Right. And then to use my cousin to say, we will give you know, you're supposed to wait for human resources and certain people have a way of talking to mentally ill patients to yes. bring them out. You're supposed to call it in. They told their parents, trust us. We'll give him the help he needs because she had just got him in mental health court, which is is it's hard to, when you're dealing with a grown or just any mentally ill patient. Right. But even they, more so they with kick an him adult. out in the street. They keep him, yeah. keep him for three days, kick him out. So she got him in court so that... You know, if anything happened, he would go to a psychiatric place instead of, you know, whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, to jail. And um, they told her to bring him out. And she did, and they murdered her son. Wow. If you wow. hear your mom, you're going to come. Right. Because the cops, I know the cops in New York have a code. They call it somebody 730. Yeah. That means they're mentally ill, and they know how to deal with them accordingly. They have a special person Yeah, to, to, to negotiate. Out, and to they negotiate. didn't even wait for him. Wow. Lied to his mom. They kept everybody at a four-block radius so no camera phones can be there. Just everything about it is wrong. And why would you have an AR-15? Like, we go to war with those machine guns. Right. Like, he, They, they could have handled it a lot better. A twenty-two. if he did have a weapon, let's right. just say this, a twenty-two. you can shoot his wrist and that would be gone. Yeah. Right. 
Like, really, and they, like, shattered the back of his head. Oh. His whole head was blown off. He was shot in the face. Like, you're supposed to hit lower extremities. 18 times, though, is excessive is on excessive. any level. And even people who go and murder people, and they walk them out, and they murder people. Right. The teller at the bank D- said Dylan she wasn't Roof. even afraid. Dylan Roof. They walked him out after he killed all them people yes, in the church. Yes, they did. You see what and I'm saying? And got him some Burger King. Hello? Yes, they did. That's what I yeah. see. Killed all them people in the church. Right. And walk him out and feed him lunch. You know, there's mm-hmm. different strokes for different folks. And it seems like there's yeah. always different rules for us, doesn't it? No, it is different rules for us. And it, it pisses me off when people go, it's not a black thing. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yes, it is. And it always has been. Yes, it has. I was has. just talking to a friend the other day and telling him, like, I have to teach my son how to deal with the police when he's driving. Yeah. Why do I have to do that? That's scary. Right. And why is it that they look at us like we're such a threat? And then it's a shame. Like, my my daughter's friend was so nervous when he got stopped. He was like this, shaking. He was like, why are you doing that? He was like, I, 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 I'm scared. I don't know what to, you know what I mean? Mm. He didn't know what to do. Yeah. He was like, I don't want to die. I, I, I just Kids should not feel that way. No. My daughter is so nervous when she sees a cop. Now she's like, Mom. And I'm like, Chase, calm down. Like, you know, and it's a shame that I'm driving with my daughter. And she's like, Mom, we're black. Like, the kids shouldn't feel that way. Right? Absolutely. My daughter be, like, nervous as all get out. She just starts sitting and move. I'm like, Chase, God got us. We're okay. We should be human And I be first. telling her she ain't, she don't look black no way. So <laughs> <laughs> she, I'm like, girl, you look Mexican today. Especially, with two, <laughs> Especially <laughs> y'all two bananas no. had a baby, so I know, you know right? that. <laughs> T-Boz, you know we love you so much, Thank darling. The so book is much. called A Sick Life. T-Boz in the building for TLC, man. So yeah, Thank love you. a show. Good morning, love. This Ed Lover podcast is being done in conjunction with Cigars International. Make sure you check out cigarsinternational.com for all your cigar needs. This episode of Come On, Son, the podcast is produced and engineered by co-executive producers Kimana Paulus and Krista Hayes. Recorded at Mean Street Studios in downtown Atlanta, Georgia, this is an official Loudspeakers Network podcast. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.